Welcome, everyone, to another installment of Cat's Corner Conversations. This is Brad Franklin, publisher of catscorner.com, coming to you live from the palatial Franklin States in the West End of Richmond, where it is Friday afternoon, May the 8th. Um, it's been less than 48 hours, I guess, since we recorded um, our most recent podcast, our What If Show. And we spent a great deal of that, um, not just talking about Ronald Curry and UVA in Carolina, but also reading the work of one David Teal. Um, I, I, I will recount the story again. I found the story um, from his embed on the Winnebago the night of the commitment. Um, and uh, I remember saying, I remember saying, Dave, I said, by one David Teal, I, I hope, uh, I, I don't know whatever happened to him, but I hope it, um, I said something like, I hope he, you know, hope he does well in this business or whatever. <laughs> Dave, formerly the Daily Press, now with the Richmond Times Dispatch. Um, no, no shade to Michael Phillips or to Mike Barber, but easily the best uh, free agent pickup that the RTD's ever made. How's it going, Dave? How are you? I'm doing great, Brad, and, and hope you and yours and all your listeners and your audience are uh, managing the pandemic as, as best as possible. These are tough times for a lot of folks. Absolutely. And, and I've, I've kind of taken the mindset of, you know what I'm going to do, I'm going to do my best to just distract them for a little while, you know, just give folks something else to think about, talk about. Um, this week, we apparently decided to make it 1997 uh, all over again. Uh, I guess the place I wanted to start with our, I don't know, our Curry retrospective, so to speak, is Going into that fall, it certainly seemed like from your stories at the time, and I'm curious to get your recollections of it, it seemed like there was a lot of momentum with him going to UVA, and the the, the pull to go to Carolina um, was primarily just for basketball. So it seemed like at the time, uh, and you correct me here if I'm wrong, that the option to play both, I guess maybe was on the table for Carolina, but really the focus was on on hoops, whereas UVA wanted him for both. How unique and crazy of a recruitment was that? And what are your sort of recollection, recollections going into, we'll, we'll get to the Winnebago and such, but going into <laughs> that day and, and their commitments? Well, it, it was a different recruiting time, Brad. No social media and, and, and such. So it, I can't imagine what it would have been like in 2020. It, it, it would have been ridiculous and they probably wouldn't have been able to orchestrate things as, as they did back then. But I, I think your perception of the momentum for UVA entering that fall is absolutely correct. Uh, that was where all the signs were pointing. Ronald was very adamant that he wanted to do both sports and Virginia was very open to that. And Carolina was more of a basketball first kind of deal. The momentum going into it, into that September seems to have been um, obviously on UVA side. He, he, he said he sort of intimated as much to you that the decision had been made months before mm -hmm. later on in the process when he eventually announces for Carolina, I guess what, like roughly a week after Jeff Jones resigns at UVA. Um, and I want to circle back to the Jeff Jones portion of this, but it seemed like to me, the idea that he was, that he essentially committed to UVA strictly to just get everybody off his back was, right. was maybe one of those things that you say later to make a decision maybe make a little more sense. What's your general, uh, um, you know, your, your feel then and, and now about whether or not he, you know, was genuinely committed to UVA that, that night against Auburn. I, I really think that he was Brad. I, I think Ronald was just trying to 
protect himself there in March of 98 when he made that remark. And he really couldn't have foreseen uh, how badly things went for UVA basketball in that upcoming season, which turned out to be Jeff Jones's last and one of the worst that the Cavaliers had experienced in decades. So uh, when, when he made his announcement on what was it, September 4th of 1997, I think his absolute intention was to go to the University of Virginia and play both sports. In in terms of recruiting, you mentioned a second ago that that in this current age, what happened probably wouldn't have been able to happen. I was I really thought it was quaint the way they were like, you know, here's the number one football player in America who commits, and he's going to be there. ESPN's there, but they can't do a camera interview like Mike Smith wanted because you know UVA didn't want to, you know, because it was against the rules to set up. And I mean, imagine now if the number one player, you know, was going to be on the ground where ESPN was already going to be. I mean, there would not have just been an interview. I mean, he probably would have sat in the booth. Um, you know, for a half, you know what I mean? Just, you know, the idea that like a recruit, like a recruit couldn't go on ESPN and, and do an interview just kind of was um, just kind of funny to me. But in, in, in looking back at it, I think it's fair to say that that is an inflection point for a variety of reasons, right? So on the one hand, that is a, that's the same class, obviously that Virginia tech picked up Michael Vick. Mm-hmm. We know where that program went once he, he arrived in Blacksburg at, at the time, Virginia football, I think it's fair to say was in the in the twilight of the Welsh years. Yes, it's hard to say if if Curry comes to Virginia, what may have happened um, for George and, and his staff there. Um, obviously, I, I mean the one thing for me is that as if you're an athletic director and your coach has secured a commitment from one of the top. I mean I, I don't know what the rankings were if there were rankings then, but Curry had to have been one of the top you know handful of basketball players in the country too. Um, that would seem to maybe get you one more year, um, you know, depending on what the circumstances were like on the ground. I imagine for you as somebody covering this, that this thing was dominant, right. For you in terms of what you wrote, in terms of where you went, in terms of the things people talk to you about, have you ever seen anything before or since anything like that recruitment for Ronald Curry? Iverson. The only one that's gotta be the only one that comes close, right? Yeah. It, it, it is the, the only and, and and to a certain degree, Brad, before Iverson, Terry Kirby. Mm, good point. We, and, and, and I guess, too, because Iverson and, and Curry are not that far apart in terms uh-huh. of, you know, time frame. Yeah. You, just you a handful from, of years. Yeah. You go from everything that the that Iverson uh, his high school career gave you, the recruitment, obviously the legal situation. I mean, got you on at least one documentary that I'm aware of, Um, (laughs) you know, and then you get Curry. I mean, that was a a crazy period of time. How would you sort of um, characterize maybe Ronald as a as a kid? Right. You, you, You knew him well. Um, was he somebody who was well-equipped? Cause it sounded like from reading, you know, your stories at the time that, you know, he, he, his mother lived in, uh, in Rocky mountain, I believe she was living with, a um, with the Crawford family and big mama's house. Mm -hmm. Um, he, he did, did he seem like a kind of kid who was, you know, had the kind of, um, support system and, and was well-equipped to deal with just the, the height and the, and the, um, and the pressure that came with everything that came with being Ronald Curry at the time. I think Ronald was one of the most grounded, high-profile high school athletes 
I've ever been around. And I really admired that about him. I mean, this was a young man who worked hard in, in the classroom. And he tried his best to be a good teammate. And he was coachable. And I'll never forget when I, when I went to the Nike basketball camp in Indianapolis with him that summer of 97. And th there he is during an off time in the courtyard of the hotel. He had taken three years of Latin at Hampton High School and he's, he's sitting outside with a Nike rep and, and they're talking about conjugating verbs in Latin. <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> that just doesn't happen. And I, I loved that about mm -hmm. him. I mean, he, he had interests mm -hmm. and he was, he was so unassuming and, and part of him was he just, he didn't understand, I guess, all the fuss. I mean, he knew he was good. You'd have to be tone deaf not to understand that. Right. But j j just the fuss over it all. And, and Hey, I, I confess that I and the, the, the daily press, we contributed to it. I mean, he, every game he played, we covered to, to the point where Michael Vick went largely ignored. Now, there was good reason for that. Michael Vick played on teams that struggled to be 500. Ronald Curry is a football player at Hampton High School, went 51-2 and two and won three state championships. And oh, by the way, was the national player of the year in football and basketball and led the Crabbers to a state championship in basketball. So the, the, there was that interest. Every gym he went into was was packed out. It just was. Mm. I I tried to as I was um, actually editing the episode the other night. Try to think of a world where Ronald Curry exists uh, now, right? Um, what what the what the what what it would look like, right? If you had a in, you had a guy at Hampton. Let's just let's just put him there a school having as much success as they were having then, except instead of it happening in the 90, late nineties, that it's happening, you know, in the, in the late 20 aughts, right. It's happening in 2020, right. Twitter, you know, Instagram, TikTok, whatever you want to get to message boards, uh, just the vast, you know, array of not just, um, the internet in general, but being able to share video so easily. And so, you know what I mean? And so many interviews and, and how different, you know, big time kids are covered now and, and sort of also too, like how much is just sort of thrust upon them and what that would have been like for a guy who was obviously in both of the sports. I mean, I, I don't think that the, that we've had a guy is, from a national perspective who has dominated both, you know, the high school football ranks and the high school basketball ranks the way Ronald Curry did. And to the point where now, if you talk to people from that area of the state or just, you know, people who, who saw him play, they will tell you unequivocally, how good he was. There's no, you know, there's no backing down from how good he was. And no. yet obviously, you know, it didn't necessarily pan out that way at Carolina. Um, let's, let's go to, let's go to the, the Winnebago. I, 
So you're <laughs> you're embedded. Uh, I'm guessing. So that just take me through what that afternoon was like. They, yeah. they commit, and then you you end up on the Winnebago or on the motorhome, rolling to Charlottesville. Um, what was that? What was that like? What I mean, the access in and of itself. I mean, as a as a as a reporter, I mean, you know, you kill for that. Um, um, it was. But it take was, us through how it all sort of happened. Well, and it, and it, and it happened very spontaneously. It's that afternoon and my plan is to go to that evening's football game at UVA with, with Auburn coming to town. I'm going up there to cover a, a football game that is, is high on the, on the marquee. And then all of a sudden we get a phone call that Ronald and a couple of his teammates are going to commit after practice. Well, you know, that, that's a holy ass moment. And <laughs> so off to Queen Street, we, we, yeah. we go as, as quickly as we can. And as, as I recall, Brad, there was not a crush of media there. It was some, some local TVs and a, and a couple of us from the Daily Press and maybe somebody from across the water at the Virginian Pilot. And then all of a sudden, Mike Smith and Danny Mitchell, Mike being the, still the head coach of, of Hampton High School, and Danny, God rest his soul, re- recently passed away, and he was Mike's defensive coordinator. They said, hey, you know, we, we've got a motorhome. We're going to Charlottesville. Hop on board. Well, I'm like... Okay. Heck yeah, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> there is no other answer to that question. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, uh, I'm in. And, you know, obviously all my plans are changing because I'm looking at my watch and I'm going, okay, we're not getting to Charlottesville by kickoff. So th- the notion of me just covering a football game normally was completely trashed as well as should have been because you're in the middle of this (laughs) immense story of not only local, but also national interest. And the next thing you know, we're parking over at U-Haul and then the UVA guy is taking us in a van over behind Scott stadium. And then I'm walking through the tunnel with Ronald and those guys Oh. And something told me that the applause was not for me. <laughs> no, uh, unfortunately, Dave, it was not for you. <laughs> uh, so is it, is it fair to say, I think, cause if you talk to different people, different times, you know, they'll tell you, okay, Mike Smith wanted UVA coach Bauer wanted Carolina. And basically the, the and you're in one of your stories I, I, I read uh, alluded to this, that he had a, uh, that Ronald had a, a rough outing, uh, on, on the floor. Um, you know, I forget what the, what, where they were, what the basketball game was, but essentially he didn't play very well. And then, and then essentially decided, you know what, I'm going to sign with UVA coach Smith has the papers, Carolina convinces him to wait. And I guess in that period of waiting to think it over, Jeff Jones resigns. Um, was the Jeff Jones resignation, the final nail in the coffin, uh, for UVA's chances? Was that a convenient excuse after the fact where, how would you sort of characterize, the way it actually sort of went down there at the end. 
Well, for, for someone who was as set on playing college basketball as, as Ronald was, how do you, at that point, when you're that high profile of, of a prospect and the season has been going downhill throughout and there's rampant speculation about Jeff's job security. Right. It, it was almost an untenable situation. How is he going to pick UVA? I mean, when he doesn't know who the coach is going to be, the, the the program is is clearly in a in a state of flux. You know, and then there's Carolina, there's Dean, and oh by the way, your best friend Jason Capel is going to Carolina to play basketball. Yeah, that that part didn't uh, didn't seem to slow him down much. Right. Um. In hindsight, as you look back on this thing so many years later, what stands out to you the most? What 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 kind of lingers in your mind? Just maybe the way Ronald's college career didn't pan out. Maybe the way that it we we, we might have fought for a for a once in a generation sort of talent like that. What stands out to you looking back on the whole situation? I just remember watching him play hmm. as as a high school kid. I mean, it was just so much fun. Yeah, to 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 watch because you'd never you'd never seen anything like this, and you figured, as it turns out, correctly that you'd never see anything quite like it again. I mean, I remember his his high school basketball debut. He's a freshman. They're going on the road to Kickatan, an arch rival. The gym is a madhouse. The kid is one week removed from playing football and he goes out and gets 29 and they win. <laughs> yeah. That's not a thing. Normal people, normal humans do. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, Holy smokes. What, what have we got here? And, 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 and it's processing in your mind. There's three more, three plus years, more of more this, of this, right. <laughs> to, to, to come. And then his junior year in football, it was completely off the hook. I mean, they scored more than 800 points and gave up fewer than 100. I mean, you do the math. They were averaging 56-plus a game and giving up like seven. You know, every game was a blowout. But yet I saw him, I believe it was his, his sophomore year in an overtime game where – Mike Smith, they're down seven in overtime and they score a touchdown. And he just says, I ain't kicking. We're going to, mm. we're, we're going to win right here. And of course, Ronald throws a two point conversion and they win the game because yeah. that's how it went when number one was your quarterback in black and red back then. Um, that, that's what I remember most. And then, you know, if you look at his college career, just how, how snake bit he was, you know, Carolina football program turned out to be a mess. He had three offensive coordinators in four years. He has the Achilles issues. He's supposed to sit his freshman year. And then on the fourth play of the season opener, Oscar Davenport goes down and all of a sudden 
Ronald is is thrust into the game against Miami of Ohio. And, you know, a week later, in his starting debut at Stanford, the kid threw for more than 300 yards. But, you know, in total, he had a losing record as a starter and threw more picks than he did touchdown passes. And uh, it never was what you envisioned. But in the end... Yeah, the young, he's a seventh-round draft choice, but he had a nice little pro career, and now he seems very content working for Sean Payton and the New Orleans Saints. Yeah. Um, so the whole purpose of that podcast the other night was, you know, playing this what-if game. Right. And, you know, I, 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 stand, I started from, I think for some UVA fans, the idea is that, well, if we had had Curry, Tech would never have been – you know, that's what they think, right? Is that if, if UVA had had, um, if UVA had had Curry, that the tech would never have rose to prominence. Um, I said the other night, I said, listen, unless you're going to make the argument that for some reason, um, you know, Curry being at UVA, they, they would have won more um, against tech or there would have been, you know, maybe some recruiting wins that they would have gotten because Curry was there. But otherwise, Vic's going to go there. Right. Uh, and if he's he there. absolutely he's gonna, is going to go you there. Know, He's going to go there. He's going to, you know, there's also this myth among UVA fans that, um, that it, well, if they hadn't spent so much time on Curry, they would have gotten Michael Vick. And I always try to tell him like, that's, that's cute, but no. Um, but it seems like the easiest thing to place to go with the what if scenario is to say, well, if UVA had gotten Ronald Curry, it's, it's safe to say that, um, that they would have had a greater chance maybe in the later Welsh years yes. of, of, maybe um, being, I don't want to say, you know, taking it to another echelon, but certainly making things better. So I want to pose the question to you in a, in an alternate reality where Ronald decides to sign with UVA and does go to UVA, how would you have thought his, it would have gone for him? And of course, you know, injuries aside, you, you, you can't sort of map that out, but just in general, how did you see the fit? Where, how do you feel like he, his career may have gone had he chosen to sign with UVA instead? Brad, I think I have this right, and, and maybe you would know well enough to correct me if, if I don't. Was Gary Tranquil um, – I'm trying to remember who George's offensive coordinator was. I think it was Sparky was, was the – Sparky was. Now, actually, you're, you're right. I think Tranquil was, had by then gone to, gone to Carolina. Mm, right. But, um, you know, I'm sitting here looking at Virginia's media guy. I didn't even recall it. The starting quarterback in 99 and 2000 was Dan Ellis. Right. Yeah. That's not, that's not happening. Yeah. Cause they went Dan Ellis and then Matt Schaub. And then Matt Schaub as a sophomore in, yeah. in, in 2001. That's if, if Ronald Curry is dedicated to football and is healthy, that's, that's not happening. And I also think that George Welsh coaches longer and at that point Al Grow coaches the Jets longer right and perhaps becomes more entrenched as an NFL guy and Al Grow is not the successor to George whenever George decided to retire it is it is uh I think you know I'm I'm a, I'm a very um well-known nerd I I 
very much enjoy science fiction stuff. And uh, one of the, I mentioned this on the pod the other night, one of the kind of common you know, tropes you'll see in sci-fi movies and stuff when it comes to any sort of time travel, these inflection points, right? These moments where everything seems to diverge from this one change in something, right? Um, for people like me who like Back to the Future, it's the, you know, the lightning strike in the clock tower. Mm-hmm. I have always thought that the Ronald Curry um, decommitment um, was an inflection point for UVA um, in, in a variety of ways. I, I don't think that until I sort of revisited it this week and, and reading your stuff from, from the time that I realized just how much of it could have been for Carolina as well. Um, you, you know, it, it certainly seemed like, and again, you can correct me here if I'm wrong, that that maybe Ronald thought like, yeah, I'll play football at Carolina, but his vast focus seemed to be on playing basketball at Carolina um, to the point where I wondered in, in, in reading this stuff the other night, if he had nearly as much familiarity with, with Carolina's football staff, football schemes systems as maybe he did with those at UVA. Um, and yet at the same time, you think about the, the triangle of sorts, because if, you know, we're going to play the what if game again on my, on my show, and we're going to talk about at some point, if Frank Beamer does take that job, uh, right? right. And there, so there's a triangle, right? Because those, those Carolina teams were not bad. And then, you know, obviously they had that one big year Mac bolts for Texas Carolina almost hires Frank and, and instead ends up with Carl Torbush, which I mean, man, talk about, <laughs> talk about a difference in, uh, in result, but it just seems like for me as a, as somebody who grew up in the state, um, you know, the idea that Ronald Curry would have gone to UVA and taken not just Bobby Blizzard and Darnell Hallier with him, but who knows who else, mm-hmm. um, you sure. know, at a time when, you know, when Virginia was about to lose its grip, um, you know, on, in-state sort of recruiting um as as you watch the latter part of the welsh tenure how if that in even just an in even if an i we're going to say like maybe ronald ends up not being you know an all-american at uva just the idea that he would have been there how much juice do you think that would have given them on the on the recruiting trail i think considerable especially down here i mean he was he was an icon and to some extent, still is. Yeah. Now, and if he if he was and if he chose to be Brad, he would be even more of a thing here. Mm. But that's not how he he mm-hmm. operates. Right. He is a very reluctant interview. He is very shy about being in front of the cameras and, and being a celebrity to this day. So if, if he, if he had say Iverson's charisma, then, you know, he'd, he'd be that guy who comes home all the time and people flock to him, but that's not what he wants. That's not who he is. And good for him. He's true to himself. But yeah. absolutely, I think he would have been a magnet for for other recruits and prospects to come to UVA. And not just from the 757 and not just right. from Virginia. Yeah. All right. I'm going to get you out here on this. Um, sure. This, this question just popped in my mind, and, and you're the only person I would trust to answer it. <laughs> you can only take one. Would you take Ronald or you take Bubba Chuck? Oh, 
As, and as, I'm I'm speci- and I'm specifically not telling you what you're taking them for. Right. See, that's that's the difficult part. <laughs> that's, and, and, but, but I'll tell you what. I'm taking Ronald for as a, as a high school athlete, not knowing how it was going to transpire right. Right. in, in college, but I'm taking Ronald for one reason and that's stability. Hmm. I love Chuck, love him to death, but be, be, and, and a lot of this is no fault of his own, but because, because of his upbringing, mm-hmm. it was so scattered mm-hmm. and he, he had no guidance that you just, as, as a young person, you, you couldn't trust him mm-hmm. and you didn't know whether he'd be in school. You didn't know whether he'd he'd show up for practice. And Ronald Curry was the antithesis of that. He -hmm. was as dependable as they come. And oh, by the way, he was the man. Yeah, right. In a perfect world, you know, Ronald would have had that charisma, um, like you said, and and maybe the, the thing would have been easier for him. It certainly sounds like, uh, he was a guy who, who would rather not have had the sort of uh, attention that came with it. And that, again, it's hard for me when I think about the the scenarios to not think about the way it is now. I mean, you can be, you know, a three star, you know, a linebacker from, you know, nowhere Minnesota, and you know, you're going to have you know a couple thousand Twitter followers, and you're going to have people telling you all the time that you should go to school X and. Um, you know, depending on what schools are interested in, you might have a, a slew of accounts whose specific intent is just to talk to you about going to this one school. You know, I mean, it's a very different world now, obviously. But, um, you know, having uh, I, I didn't get to, to watch Iverson in high school. I watched him in the state championship game um, when they played at UVA. Um, my sister's was a my sister was a cheerleader. Greensville was playing Spotswood in the state championship game. And I got to watch a little bit of Iverson because I was in Charlottesville. And I'd never seen anything like it. Um, I just never seen a kid just play that hard. I mean, just yeah. even, you know, you can talk to me about, you know, if you folks who listen to this show right now, you can talk to me about Kihei Clark and whoever else you want to. Allen Iverson gave every ounce of his entire everything when he was on that floor. Oh, yeah. And, and if you're if you're just talking about basketball, Brad. Yeah. Iverson versus Curry is. Not up for debate, huh? No, my goodness, no. It's a blowout. It's no, you, you, you cannot co- co- compare the two Chuck as a, as a basketball player in, in high school, as a, especially as a small basketball player. I mean, Alonzo morning, when he went to high school down here, he was literally a man amongst boys, mm-hmm. but Allen as an electrifying talent on the basketball floor, was unrivaled not only here but in in among any high school kids um, that i have seen before or since Hmm. but you know ronald was the same thing on the football football. field yeah yeah Yeah. he 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 absolutely was And, and let me submit to you this 
if you talk about, you know, what would Ronald's recruitment have been like in 2020? I wonder if he'd even had a Twitter or an Instagram account. He would have been like Malcolm Brogdon, huh? Where it's yes. just like, what do you, why would I have that? Yeah. No, he would have. That's interesting. I feel like you got robbed. I mean, you, listen, you had these incredible high school players to, to follow, and then neither one of them chose local programs for you to keep kind of going at and, and covering week to week. Well, um, it's it, it's true, but to, to my editors' in enduring credit, I you know I didn't cover them daily, but. I did a lot of Georgetown basketball and I did more Carolina and more Carolina football than, than I would have, but Ronald wasn't tearing it up right. in, in either sport. So there wasn't the, the necessity to, to get to Chapel Hill as, as frequently. Right. Um, but, but I spent more than my fair share of, of winter evenings at the Capitol center uh, watching Chuck play for the Hoyas. Yeah. All right. I, I said I would get out, get you out of here, so I will. Uh, but David, I appreciate the time as always. Uh, it was good to hear your voice. Good to, to touch base with you. Um, for anybody out there who doesn't know, they can follow David's work uh, at the Richmond Times Dispatch now. So it's richmond.com and also on Twitter at by David Teal. Um, Dave, I, I hope to see you at some practice field at a game, um, literally anything <laughs> Absolutely. sometime soon. Oh man, I'm, I, you know, I keep hearing these stories about the season and I'm like, I, I, you know, I want us all to be safe, but man, I really hope that it it works out so we can, uh, we can get back out there, but appreciate the time, sir. Uh, Absolutely. Thanks for having me. All right, buddy. We'll talk to you soon. Be well.